Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Tedge Talks podcast. Quick one, tonight, yes, tonight, 27th of Feb, I have my auction masterclass webinar for free. The link is in the bio. We're talking about auctions today, so, you know, log on tonight at 7, catch me outside, we're going to talk about auctions. So, let's get into the podcast. Now, I'm recording this a week ago, so it might be a little bit outdated when we talk about, you know, some of the figures or or some of the things that I'm kind of researching. So, I'm going to auction in, I'm not going anywhere, I'm sitting here on my ass because it's all digital, in a few weeks, uh, and I'm looking at a few different lots. Now, I'm going to just talk you through some of the figures and some of the things that I'm looking at. I'm not going to give you identifying details because so many of you are snakes, you invest in certain areas and... And I know it's because of me, you don't say thanks, um, which is totally cool. I don't own any area, but I know you've been watching and learning. You know who you are. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm going to just talk about the properties in general, some of the issues, some of the uh, things in the legal pack. <clears throat> I haven't even reviewed some of the legal packs yet. And just to kind of show you how I think about auctions. Okay, so firstly, I'm not really going to do much research, you know, a month before the auction. The only reason I'm doing it now is because my flight was delayed back from Miami uh and because of crazy weather i thought they'd be used to it but like flash flooding and shit and i was sitting in the lounge oh the lounge was horrible in miami the virgin clubhouse lounge in in Heathrow is incredible i've got a whole review on virgin coming soon but the one in miami was rubbish but anyway the, the plane that you know being an upper class was incredible with virgin they are great staff are amazing i was sad waiting there for like an extra hour and a half because of this delay and i thought oh, i'm literally so shattered from this stag do what could I do to keep myself awake? And of course, it was look through the auction, list down some properties that I'm interested in, get them all in my in my kind of spreadsheet, and and then just have it ready for when I do want to, you know, get back into it. So, and so yeah, I have a, a list of all these um, properties. So, I let's look at the most interesting ones. Now, there's one I'm looking at which has a tenant on it, in it with very, very low rent. I'm talking like 50% of the market value, right? I don't normally buy things with tenants in, but I think the end value is about 150 when it's like done up beautifully and you're kind of selling it, right? I think the Rick's end value is probably, yeah, 145, 140. And I think as is, the end value is, I mean, it's not in horrible condition to be, it's quite good to be fair, given he's been there for so long. Uh, you know, with a few, you know, bits done, I reckon the end value could be sort of 110k. And that's been quite conservative, you know, because some valuers will come in and almost see it as new-ish. So it'll be closer to that 140, 150, but let's just say 110. Now, the guide is, well, it's a bit early actually to say officially what the guide is, because it can change. But here's how I look at this. I look at tenanted properties like this. Right. What is 75% of... £110,000. That's £82,500. So I then work backwards and say, okay, well, it's tenanted. I'm not, you know, most times, and I'm not going to be able to kick the tenant out. I do need to increase the rent massively or else I'm going to lose money like massively every month. So it's just not happening. So that needs to be something that's checked with the tenant, with the auctioneer. But let's look at the maths for now. If I have seventy, if if I know that currently the end value or the, the current value, sorry, is one hundred and ten thousand pounds, I know that if I remortgage it as is, maybe a few touch ups, a few you know, fix a bit of dam, fix some leaks, whatever, it'll be worth one hundred and ten grand, right? 
and that's keeping the tenant in it and that's just yeah sort of doing some touch-ups that means that I will get eighty-two and a half thousand pounds back from a mortgage lender if I go mortgage it now obviously when I purchase it they're going to give me purchase price not at, you know not the value as such there might be some lenders who do open market uh, lending but that's on bridging not on mortgages so I'd buy it with a bridge or probably investor finance and then literally ASAP, as soon as I've got the keys, start applying for a mortgage uh, and get them to come out and value it. Now, if I can get this property for you know, less than £82,500 for that's purchase price, legal fees, stamp duty, uh, any sort of broker fees, investor interest, if I can get it all for less than £82,500, I see that as some potential because let's say it's guided at 50, right? And I get it for, you know, 80. Well, I've got a bunch of fat in the deal because it's worth 140-ish when it's done, right? So there's a huge uplift, you know, at some point for me, if the tenant leaves, if we do a full refurb, whatever. But worst case, right now it's worth 110. So if I can get it all for less than 82 and a half, unless I get it for 80, that means that all my money comes back out. Yeah, I might leave in, you know, whatever. I might even take up two and a half grand. Although in that mathematical example, the fees and, you know, whatever would eat into that anyway. But that's how I look at this kind of thing. You know, can I get the rent up? Has the AST been served correctly? It's 30 years ago, probably not. But I'll check with my letting agent. Hey, what are the key things to look at here? And can you look over these documents for me and just check that, you know, where do I stand? Am I protected? Is Are they really protected? What, what What's going on? And also try and speak to the tenant. Uh, you know, on a lot of these, I'm trying to make pre-auction offers anyway. But, you know, in any case, trying to speak to the tenant via the auctioneer where possible and saying, look, I'm more than happy to keep you here. We'll fix all the issues if there are any with the house. You know, if you want us to repaint a room, no problem. Like, we will sort it out. But your rent is doubling. Like... Um, hello, welcome to 2024. This is how much it costs, you know. And I and simply I'd say, look, if if I can't double the rent, then we have no choice but to evict you. And neither of us want or need that. So like, can we not do that? Um, but I would do that before we purchase it, right? To avoid any problems, to see the attitude they bring to it, um, and to see if yeah, it's even feasible. Because if it's not feasible, it's not going to pass a stress test for the lender. But also, I'm not going to make any money from it. Now, it can still be a great deal in that it's a no money in deal and I make nothing a month. And then, you know, but but that's that's a good deal in one half. That's not a good deal, you know, kind of overall. Like I need the appreciation and the cash flow. So that's the deal I'm looking at right now. Uh, don't normally look at selling the stuff like I said, uh, but there's some potential at the right price. I'm looking at a bunch of other ones too, but you know, when they're low lot numbers, like in the top 10, well, they're the top 10, so they're going to be the most popular. They're going to be the ones that, you know, unlikely to have pre-auction offers. They're going to be getting a lot of attention. Blah. I'm looking at another one, actually, which is a couple of flats and a commercial unit. Some of the flats are vacant, uh, could do with a little refurb. The commercial unit is vacant. So there's there's a potential uplift here, but... The majority of flats are not vacant. They are tenanted. At, you know, an okay kind of rental figure. Not the best, but definitely not the worst. So for me, 
I'm not looking to park cash right now. I'm parking cash in um, stocks and shares, things like that. I'm not parking cash in property. I'm doing BRRs and flips in property. So therefore, you know, I need to look at this one carefully to see if if there is actually money to be made in the adding of value here because on the face of it, there isn't. You know, tenanting two properties, okay, that'll bring in an extra... 300 quid a month net profit, okay, so that's 600 a month total, you know, 600 times 12, not bad, the commercial unit, I think it will bring in uh, 10 grand a year, okay, that's another 17, 18 grand, Mm, does that do anything for the end value though, that's the question, and I've heard that this, um, this portfolio, this block is is going higher already, like I've heard the interest is crazy on it, which makes sense, you know, it is, if I had this kind of money to park in property, then I'd definitely be considering it, right? At a higher price. But I just don't park money in property. I just park it in other things. Hopefully soon some, some cars I can park in, classic cars. Just need a fucking house with a drive. Um, but we do live on the most desirable street, like in the area. So it's like, oh, you got to deal with what you got to deal with. I'm looking at another one, which is a really good... I, well, I think it's a good flip. It's in an area that I don't normally really look at, but it is a very, very desirable area. And culturally, it's very desirable <clears throat> for reasons I'm not going to go into because you don't need to know that. And this is like an old cottage. Old, old cottage, this one. Old cottage. Uh, and it's a, I've done one of these before, Station Road in Gamlingo. Um, and it's beautiful... Just very small ceilings. I'm six foot one. Everyone thinks I'm really short for some reason. Oh, I thought you were a short Indian boy. Well, I'm not. I'm a top and jubby man. Uh, and I think it could be a really good flip. I just need to look at the area because it's not. It's in that area where I'm talking about, but it's kind of on the outskirts. So I need to look at like, do people actually want to live here when the other area is so desirable? And I mean, I think the answer is going to be yes. But I'm going to speak to some locals as well. I know someone who lives not too far away uh, and asked them as well. But that one, there's not a lot of fat in the deal. Uh, it might look at pre-auction offers, but I think that one's quite tight in the sense that I need to get it at guide, um, which it doesn't really happen, at least not right now in this market. <coughs> So, I'm just going to, yeah, I've tried making pre-auction offers below guide in this market and they're just like, Ted, come on, man. And then after the auction, when they sell or they're, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, like, why would they accept that? So, that one is kind of on the back burner. Uh, I'm not going to highlight it grey on my spreadsheet. If something's just silly, guide price too high, I just highlight it grey. Like, not even highlight it, like, fade it into the background. I'm not going to do that on this one. Because even if I get it out of reserve, if reserve is 10% above, I think there's some profit there. And also, it'll be such a nice case. I mean, I don't need a case study of 17 freaking deals now, but it will be a really nice, cute, cottagey, you know, shaker style kitchen. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. There'll be some good content from there as well. Um, but I'm not going to buy a house for content. Um, you know how you guys, a lot of people you see online, right? They lie. They, they fake houses being bought for content. Uh, I've got another one where the guide price is like, what is that? 60 grand away from sort of top, top end, end value. 
and the reefer for me is going to cost about 35 cost etc all in another 10k on top it's a shit deal now and this is a guide remember the reserve is going to be pff, take it down to 50k difference and with the figures i just told you i'm not making any money now it's not oh there's a lot of damp there okay i was gonna say it's not the worst condition but actually oh no it's, it's horrible I, I, they've guided that way too high I think the seller's just being like, oh, I wanted to go for this amount. I actually own a house on the same? No. Uh, this is like a twin street. Yeah, so I own a house on the kind of little mini street behind this one. And that revalued at 125 sort of two or three years ago. So, would this one be 150 now? Yes, because it's bigger. And it's a, arguably a better location. So I'm looking at that. And there's one I'm really keen on. Which has a nice distance between probably a hundred grand between my offer, my pre-offer, which I've made, and well, at this point, when you listen to this, by the way, I might have secured it. Pray for me. Well, well, you can't pray for me because it's already happened. But just, just pray for me in general, guys. Why not? You know what I mean? Keep me in your thoughts and all that love. A uh, hundred grand below the end value. Actually, a really nice house. Desirable area. Desirable street. Desirable house. Nice uh, sort of access, parking. You know, it's, it's got things that other houses don't have. And it's one of the few houses that looks like this on the street. Now, with this one, the reefer is probably about 50 to 55. It has some structural issues, the kind of issues that most of you probably don't want to deal with, especially if you're starting out. Uh, the legal pack is pretty bland. There's a few bits I'm going to get Stuart, my solicitor, to read. Uh, just because there's some old ass documents and like I'd rather just say here dude can I pay you to just do it I've got better things to do but yeah generally legal pack's quite clean uh, there's a few things missing like the fucking title deeds uh, but other than that it's generally quite straightforward I've already briefed him as well that we might be securing it I've got Craig my builder who is going to go and have a look at the structural issues at some point because from my knowledge you know I haven't seen them and I can't see them in the pictures or videos so I kind of need this confirmed because, you know, I'm not scared of structural issues. You know, I love them. We're going to be talking about them in my auction masterclass tonight. I talk about them in my e-learning with my mentees. I encourage people to go for it. When you have a good mentor and good education to support and ensure you're not going for the really stupid, stupid ones or the wrong things or you know how to price it up, right? I know how to price this up. I know how to fix it. It's like we're cool, right? And so that's what I'm really keen on. So that one and the tenanted one is probably the, the ones I'm most keen on and the ones I'm pushing the most for kind of pre-auction. With the others, you know, I think the guide is a little bit punchy, so I'm not really going to do anything pre-auction. I am going to wait until the auction. So what I'll do is I will post another podcast like this after the auction, talking through the ones I bid on, what I bid, what they went for, who I think bought them, you know, at that price. Because something we have to remember is we're bottom of the barrel. Again, I'm going to talk about this tonight on my webinar. Like, you've got homeowners at the top. You've then got, like, people who don't really give a shit about BRR or, you know, whatever. They're just like, whoa, let's do a refurb, man. Homes under the hammer crew. You've got builders who can spend, you know, jack shit on it and have an amazing product. And they want to keep their lads busy. So they're just like, oh, whatever, mate. If I make a bit, I make a bit. It's all right. And then you've got us. But look at the bottom of the barrel. That's us. Scraping it. Because 
you know, we we offer the lowest. And we, yeah, we might have a quick completion, we might have cash, but bloody, everyone seems to these days. We're not really bringing a lot to the party, apart from being that annoying person at the party who just talks too much when you're like, dude, burner boy's on, I really don't want to listen to you, like, and you're standing a little bit close. And did you forget your deodorant, bro? That's how we are. That's how we're seen. I'm, I'm telling you. Bottom of the barrel, right? And this is why relationships matter. And this is why I have inside information. And this is why it takes time to build these things, yeah? Because of relationships. So, that's it, people, for auctions. Make sure you click the link in the description and you bring yourself and your notepad and your popcorn, maybe your dinner. Tell me what you're having for dinner later. To the webinar tonight. So, yeah, bye.